You're listening to The Coffee Podcast, where our focus is people and our language is coffee. I'm Weston Peterson. And I'm Jesse Hartman. Wes brings the quality. And Jesse brings the cafe. Today's coffee talk, SCAA, specialty coffee, and quality control. QC, bro. That's right, QC every day. All right, Wes, so let's start off with the fact that you went to SCAA. I did not, which is why... Um, I, you know, I, I was kind of giving you some threats in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. Uh, I just got back from Atlanta, Georgia, attending SCAA 2016. So let's cut to it. What was it like? Crazy. Oh, my goodness. What did, uh, you, what did you see? Well, I'll admit it was my first um, time attending the Specialty Coffee Association of America Expo. Um, and it was, a, <laughs> it was a little different than I expected. Uh, just the fact about it was uh, huge, huge, huge. I mean, and you know, I, I'm kind of like a what's it called a, um, a people watcher, perhaps. Uh, cre- yeah, it's creepy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, like it was cool because you could see uh, just walking down the hallways uh, the different types and the different uh, people working in the different industries of coffee. For instance, you could see. Um, you know, the people in suits who were obviously like the bankers, uh, you could see, you could tell the coffee traders, um, you could kind of pinpoint out the exporters right? and like the farmers because, you know, <laughs> they were speaking different languages and right, that's cool. all kind of huddled together. And, and then you could see the baristas So and boy, were there baristas, the hipsters everywhere. Really, huh? So what was your favorite booth booth? You know, and so I'm just gonna flat out right out right on say it like uh, the reason we went to the Specialty Coffee Association of America's Expo um, was really to uh, be a presence and an ambassador for uh, the company I work for. So I didn't honestly get to spend a lot of time on the show floor, but is it is it fair to say you didn't go to have fun, but you did? I think it's very fair to say that. I mean, okay. we went for work. We went for business, um, but we had a lot of fun in the midst of doing that. Right. So, I, you know, my, a lot of my experience was just, you know, meeting clients and greeting, uh, just networking, uh, having meetings, uh, that sort of thing. We actually threw a really crazy party. Uh, that I had a lot of fun. I can't wait to see everyone again next year. Um, but walking the showroom floor was where the inner coffee geek just kind of erupted. Right. I mean, I just was having a lot of fun uh, trying different coffees, seeing different things. Uh, in fact, one of the craziest coffees I tried was from Yunnan, China. It was an Arabica grade one, washed, cement dried. And it was the most unique coffee I think I've had in a long time. Hmm. Uh, there was a nice Haitian uh, Blue Mountain that I have, and I got some green. It was really tasty. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. Really had a lot. I mean, the Haitian coffee I've had has just not been that good. Yeah. But this one was, so that was a plus. Um, there was a lot of, like, non-coffee-related things, like uh, like smoothies and, you know, like <laughs> yeah, like health bars and stuff that use Cascara, which I guess it is coffee-related. Yeah. Uh, there's, like, water purifiers. There were a lot of um, traders 
Uh, and then there was like coffee entities like Olam Specialty and uh, Vol Cafe. And these are the guys that um, are exporters in like all around the world. So right. Olam and Vol Cafe, they all have offices um, in like at Origin and they uh, have, you know, businesses and stuff right. down there. So they're huge. Uh, but then the really cool things were, of course, like the new brewing devices and the new espresso machines. Right. Uh, I think one of the craziest uh, brewing devices I got I to gotta actually see and stop and taste was from the Alpha uh, Dominche. I don't know if that's how you pronounce you just, it. You do it like a barista and you just say it like you know what Alpha you're saying. Alpha Dominche. There you go. Oh, that's how everybody's going to be saying it. Alpha Dominche. <laughs> It was awesome. It was uh, so it was like the steampunk automatic siphon brewer with an Android operated uh, control panel. Not iPhone compatible. That's exactly right. <laughs> uh, and what they did was they took that steampunk and they just let it rip. They like took out the big guns and created what's called the sight brewer. It's a large batch automatic siphon brewer, and this thing was the coolest. And, it well, brewed so much coffee, and it was so delicious. We're, we're gonna link a video because honestly, I watched the video of just the like the the single serve. It wasn't really single serve. Dude, I almost got one. an Instagram of Matt Perger taking the Instagram for the site coffee. See, like, like I was there standing right next to him as he was Instagramming it. And so, I was like, dude, I should be Instagramming. So if this. you've seen that image, then Wes was standing. I was like right, right there. I was right in the there. corner of the frame. All right, uh, but, so. You had a good time. It was a good. It was I a had cool a blast, you know. And uh, I think I only covered about forty percent of the showroom floor. Uh, there was a lot of stuff I missed. I missed the the Brewer Championships, which I wish I was able to attend. Uh, I missed the La Palma Cupping. Uh, I, I missed a lot, and I, I really wish um, I had been able to see more. But regardless, I had a lot of, you know, I was there on business and. Uh, had a lot of fun with my company and with my coworkers, and got to meet a lot of great people. Uh, excited for next year. This time you got to come, Jesse. Yeah, I know. You know, I'm busy opening coffee shop. Yeah, you're just too That's important all. for SAA, huh? <laughs> too important. So um, let's jump into the meat of the conversation for today. Raymond for the dark meat this time. We're, I, uh, that's weird. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're going straight for the throat here. We are going for a hot topic or a not so hot, but shouldn't be hot topic in the coffee uh, world. And it is the conversation of separating mm. the objective Q grading from the subjective taste. And it's, this is going to be a flyover, but sure. we're going to be talking about some very important things here. This is the kind of stuff um, that is talked about without really knowing, uh, you know? Um, and, I, and perhaps, and perhaps, but I think it really stems from not being able to separate uh, two factors that go into the quality of, of coffee. specialty coffee. Exactly specifically. right. Exactly right. Um, it seems like a lot of times we try to just throw everything into a blender and somehow we can get quality out of it. And if it's lacking in one thing, it doesn't matter because guess what? It's it's it makes up for it in this other thing, which means it is specialty because I think it's special because of this one factor, which I think is really good. And it doesn't matter if it's lacking anywhere else. Now, what if we did that with everything in our lives? 
What would that look like? That's what I'm like. That's a legitimate question. Yeah. So we can't really do that. There are real standards to the quality of coffee. Absolutely. There are I mean, real standards set. Yeah. You know, a lot of times, I get the craziest remarks when I bring up a standard, and people will say, "What is this standard like? Five years old?" No, this standard is like hundreds of years old, bro. Bro, do you even? This is like. Do the, you even spray? This is like. <laughs> this is like. Even bro? The coffee industry we're talking about. Okay, but, but there's. Let's get to the the heart of the issue. So let's talk about the objective Q grading points um, that go into grading. Hear me out. Grading. That's an important word. Coffee. So Wes, let me break it down. Let me break it down. Yeah, break it down. So it's raining outside. It's raining baristas. It's raining coffee shops. I'm just kidding. And we pull out our umbrella of quality. There it is. So underneath this umbrella of quality, we've got two separate but equal factors that determine this quality. We've got a quality standard of grade. There's an important word again. Grade. grade. And a quality standard of cup. There's an important word, cup. So grade is an objective analysis based on... uh, tests and um, analysis which we can perform and result in accurate uh, accurate numbers these types of things are objective uh, you know it's what makes up a coffee's grade so these are things you can literally touch yes and it's- can be attached to numbers. That's that, exactly right. That are actual, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So when we look at the grade of a coffee, or when we're exact, when we're looking at the coffee as a green bean, uh, and we're wanting to determine its grade, there are a few items we have to look at. The first thing would be the coffee screen size. Uh, there are a, a multiple amounts of screens, and depending on the coffee that is contracted there is going to be a set screen size Um, that is important because you actually weigh out green coffee on a scale and you put this green coffee over a screen and you shake the screen and, and shake it out and then you actually weigh what falls below the screen size so this is a number that you are writing down in this line item of screen size. It's not objective, or is, it's not subjective. Is smaller or larger better, or how does so? That usually, work? when you're doing a screen size, you want to ensure that your coffee is 95% above the lowest screen size. For instance, if I am grading a Colombian EP, that is a specified 15 screen. So I will pull out my 15 screen. I'll drop. 300 grams of coffee on the 15 screen, and then I've got to make sure that 95% of the coffee of the 300 grams sits above a screen 15. And again, just to emphasize, that's quantifiable, right? That's right. These are, these are numbers that fit, uh, or these are numbers attached to specific physical attributes of the coffee. Right. Uh, and then next thing we look at is the defect count. Um, and this is also an objective form of analysis. It's actually the the process of 
300 grams weighed out into a tray, and the grater will go through the entire 300 grams of coffee and will hand pick defects and sort them out of the batch. So this is like a very complicated I Spy book. It takes a lot of uh, experience to be able to do this quickly. Where's Waldo or where's the defect? That's exactly right. All right. Um, so at the end of this process, you've got a pile of defects. And depending on how major the defects are or how minor will contribute the actual defect count. Uh, so when we're looking at defects, just a few things to name a few is uh, there's chipped beans, which count as uh, major defects. There's insect damage. There's major and minor insect damage, depending on the level uh, of damage that is inflicted on the bean because of the insects will change how you view them. Uh, shriveled beans, they're primary beans. These are the bad ones. Primary beans are your full blacks, your full sours, and your foreign matter. Uh, and those are, again, all things that you can see and touch and put a number to. Uh, next thing we're going to look at is moisture and a coffee that um, has to be analyzed with technology. I mean, there's a moisture analyzer that we've got in the office, and we run tests on the green coffee, and we've got to make sure it's within 9 to 13% to be in line. Uh, and then the next thing we look at is color, of course, which is determined by moisture and age of the coffee, um, and then density. So you were telling me earlier that a coffee over 12% uh, moisture will probably get waterlogged. Well, that depends. Um, so if you're doing quality control on a pre-shipment sample, uh, we really want to aim for 11.5% because that gives us, that's like right in the middle, and that gives us room to increase moisture or decrease moisture and still fall within the 9 to 13% range. Okay. But once the coffee's arrived here in the States and is in a warehouse, you know, as long as it's in the 9 to 13, we're good. If it's above 13%, we know uh, it has moisture damage. It's probably going to have an effect on the actual appearance of the green and will probably play an effect on the cup. But we're not talking about cup right now. We're talking about grade. Right. Um, and, I, and I pretty much just covered uh, the grade. It's the screen size, the defect count, uh, moisture, color, and density. That's the one I don't think you covered. Uh, the density is essentially just... Uh, it. Not everyone has to do density because it's more like you know it's more for like uh, roasters who want to make sure that their coffee is uh it's for like a weight loss so oh, roasters, like, your, like a 30-day weight loss program yeah exactly yeah, yeah. no if, if you throw <laughs> like a, a coffee that is less dense into a roaster you're going to lose more weight so a lot of these roasters want to make sure like oh i don't want to lose 20 percent of my weight because it's roasted off Okay. You know, so there's, uh, you know, that effect, that factor. Also, density plays into the elevation. A higher density bean um, shows that it was a higher grown coffee. Yeah, so maybe you have somebody who's trying to 
trying to pull pull one over your eyes. Exactly. You're like, oh, this coffee's not very dense, but they told me it's from this elevation, and then you can kind of put you can, two yeah, together. You can run density and say, whoa, this is crazy, man. This is not a hard bean. This is definitely like right a prime one. And yeah. this stuff does happen. Yeah, sure. Which is why quality is in place. That's exactly right. That's why this grading standard is in place. Uh huh. Okay, so. We've kind of gone through the main things. Let's just go through them uh, real quick again. You got screen size, That's right. defect count, sure. moisture, yep. uh, and density. Mm-hmm. And these all play into the objective Q grading observations that you make. And the SCAA has a standard that is written uh, for these things. And we're going to go through them really quick just to let you know these are real standard set. And the SAA, the SAA has these standards, uh, and we'll link it uh, at the bottom of our little info on the podcast thingamabobber. Yeah. So, number one, uh, no more than five full defects. Hold on, hold on. Before oh, yeah, I, go ahead. This is the SCAA standard for a specialty grade green coffee. Thank you. Yeah, that's important. For a specialty grade green coffee, guess what, guys? There's a standard. There's a standard. And this standard is written here. <laughs> and we're and we're and we're saying we're saying it <laughs> on the podcast. Alright. Numero uno. No more than five full defects in three hundred grams of coffee. Guess what? If there's six defects in three hundred grams of coffee, what happens? It ain't it ain't gonna fly. That's exactly right. Ooh, I like I like this. So I'll save them and then you you like have That's a comment. Right. That's right. Okay. Number dose. No primary defects allowed. That includes full black, full sour, or foreign matter like UFOs. Hey, what if I have a rock in my coffee? That is gonna. That's gonna just be so good on your ditting. Yeah. Well, it, you know what happens if I got a full black in my coffee? Uh, Does it, that fly? Just uh, one. Just one. You know what? That's not gonna fly. I'm gonna shoot that right out what of is the it? sky. Are you saying it on a special? Are you saying? Are you saying it on a specialty coffee here? Yeah, that's what I would say. Sorry. Noted. Continue. Or in our generation, sorry, not sorry. Sure. Um, sure. Number three, a max of 5% above or below an indicated screen size indicated by contract. What if I've got like, you know, 10% that just falls below? I mean, it's just like, it's just 10% that falls I mean, below screen size. You it's could not look- that. It, I mean, like, what does that actually do for the cup, right? I'm going to say that's not going to fly. Wow. You're pretty strict. Uh, I'm just following the standard. Oh, the standard. Yeah. The SCA standard for the specialty grade <laughs> green coffee. Okay. All right. All right. Noted. Number four. No quackers. What's a quacker? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no Quakers are permitted. Not just one. Not just even one. Are you telling me there's a quacker? In are my... you saying that if I have a Quaker in my coffee, <laughs> that I do not have specialty grade green coffee? I'm going to have to say according to the standard. Which let me, standard? Let, wait, let me fix my glasses. According to the standard. Which standard? The SCAA standard. For? Quality green coffee. What kind of quality? A uh, specialty. Specialty grade green coffee? That's the one. Allows no Quakers <laughs> at oh, all? Oh, is it not Quackers? <laughs> all right. You, are you guys listening? Number five. Moisture content is between 9 and 13%. Okay. I'll let that one slide. That yeah, because, I mean... What are we going to do? So that's the standard. What does that mean? It means that it's it's a it's a standard. I mean if it falls outside of, of a standard of this it, it just spec, doesn't quite 
it's not like it's not like oh it kind of fit the bill a little bit and sure hey come on in you it'll work so you're saying if 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 it's like either all this or nothing i'm saying it's all or nothing i understand now (laughs) that's awesome but that's not the whole cookie what about the cup yeah that's not the whole cookie that's what i'm saying what about the cup the cup's important okay let's talk about it okay now the saa why can't i say it today (laughs) The SCAA standard for the cup is relatively simple. Sure. One, it must possess at least one distinctive attribute in the body, an aroma, the flavor, or the acidity. What are you trying to say here? I'm saying if it passed all the above. Right. But you say it does. it's not very interesting. It's got nothing going for it. Right. Then uh, I don't think it's going to fly. Wow. So you're saying... You're saying that the cup matters too. I'm saying the cup matters too. Because if if I'm lacking in body or aroma or flavor or acidity, I'm, s- I'm it, saying it doesn't fit the it doesn't fit the standard. I'm saying if you're lacking, you're packing and you're getting <laughs> out of here. <laughs> okay, I'll take that as an answer. Uh, and no, then what else? What's that, what else right. for the number two the- in the SAA standard for the cup is it must be free of faults and taints. In the cup, which yeah. is essentially perceived defects, I guess. Is that, yeah, that's exactly right. Could you right. say it like that? It's like uh, when we talked about in earlier episodes about uh, uh, fermented cups. We've talked about Heidi cups before, gamey cups before, potato cups, potato, uh, phenolic cups, uh, any number of just bad, defective I mean, taint cups. Guess what? It's not specialty. And, and am I am I saying is this is this the coffee podcast standard? This yes, it is. But but it's it's our standard because it's a standard set by the SCA by the Specialty Coffee Association of America. Because we acknowledge them as hey, you guys are is no and the authority to make sure. these sure. standards. Um, so now we've been a little facetious. We have been, and but that's okay. Yeah, it's fine because <laughs> West takes a lot of like. Blows to the mind. That's, that's sure right. People like to attack Wes. I don't get he, it. People like to right for the throat, <laughs> and and you know what he does? He he's dressed in armor, so he's ready for it. So don't even try because he he <laughs> he hands out he hands out that uh, he he holds that piece of document out in front of him and says, "Look, these are the standards. You can argue with me all day, but you're really arguing with this document." Sure. Um, you know and. And yeah, I mean, so what is our final point? I mean, what is our main point? You know, here's the big thing is it's important as people who love coffee and want to be able to uh, express coffee in the best manner that we would be able to separate how we talk about quality. Right. And... I, I think we have to we kind of have to say this too. You know, if you're if you're home brewing and this stuff isn't interesting to you, it doesn't have to be. But if you're a coffee professional, like it's a you know this is a known standard in the industry. This well, this is a followed standard. This is a yeah. necessary standard. Without standards, we're all falling around. It's in place for our own good. Why fight it, huh? For our good, for the good of coffee in general, for sure. the good of. Coffee in general, am I saying this? Because, you know... But, okay, but our final point is, I mean, what is the, you know, both of these things, both the objective and the subjective of the tasting, 
both the uh, grade and the cup must be in line with the standard set to be considered especially grade green coffee. That's exactly right. Let me let me put you guys into perspective here. When we perform quality control and we are analyzing multiple samples per day, we look at two things. We look at a coffee's grade and we look at a coffee's cup. Now, if a coffee's grade is in line, but when we're cupping it on the table, there's a taint or it's grassy and lacking in sweetness or it's lacking in uh, acidity in body. You know, that cup does not pass the standard, which is set. It does. It just falls short. So even though when I grade out the coffee and the actual green coffee grade is in line with standard, but the cup falls short, the coffee will be rejected. So let me let me present another one. What if the coffee is in line with the cup? It tastes amazing, amazing, but the grade falls short. And this happens all the time. We cup coffees that are just awesome. We just love it. It's like, man, this cup's so good. And then look, we look at the green and we're like, oh man, look at that. There's a lot of insect damage. Look, there's some chipped beans. Uh-oh, there's a, there's a primary. I got to go take it back to the drawing board. Right. Perform full grade analysis. And, uh, yeah, you know, a lot of times, you know, it passes, but on the times it doesn't, we're kicking that coffee back because it passes in the cup, but the actual physical grade falls short and that coffee is also rejected. So this is as simple as this gets. Both must fall in line in order to be considered specialty coffee. If you want your coffee to be approved... If you want a coffee to be specialty, it must fall in line with the grade and with the cup standard. Right. Now, as a as a winer on the cafe side, I would say that's not where specialty coffee ends is with the grade and with the cup. Right. But, you know, in numbers, that is what specialty coffee is. In numbers and in, in, you know, perception of flavor, like that's where it, sure. it doesn't end. That's where it, a lot of it is thrown to the next stage. And, and, I, and I just want to bring this up <clears throat> because a lot of times there are some coffees that might taste pretty good, you know, like an Ethiopian natural isn't so bad every once in a while. Right. And as I like to call it, it's, it's the gate. It's the gate into specialty coffee. It's the, and we want to leave that open. Sure. But just because the cup is tasty, we've also got to look at the grade. And if the grade just doesn't cut it... It doesn't fly. I'm not trying to offend anybody, but it just does not pass the standard for right. specialty grade coffee. I'm just... Now, now, here you know, I three, hate to be the bad guy here. Three final questions. Let's answer these for our folks. What's that? Number one, can you brew a bad cup with a good coffee? Can you brew a bad cup with a good coffee? Do you uh, need to rephrase it or should we not ask it like that? What? Uh, yeah, can you brew a bad cup in what, like taste? Yeah, can you brew a bad cup 
a, a bad cup of coffee with a good graded coffee? I would say yeah, because we've we've seen, and uh, I, I've experienced on occasion that coffee can pass in grade, but it is lacking in cup. So yeah, you can have a. I would rephrase it for, for one. I would stop okay. you and like, what do you mean? Let's rephrase it. How would you rephrase it? I would say, can you brew a low cup score with a good grade? Okay, cool. Number two. With a high-grade coffee. Can you brew a good cup with a bad coffee? Or could you brew a good cup score yeah, I would, with, yeah, a I would bad, with a bad-grade co- coffee? Absolutely. Okay. In fact, that's where a lot of the coffee that we like to say, this is specialty, falls in line with. Interesting. I mean... So, I mean... Cause oh, the, my goodness. Because the cup tastes so good... And that's a lot of the times all we look at is what the cup tastes like. And we don't actually address the other side of the standard, which if you look at at the SEA standard, I see one, two, three, four, five line items for the grade. And I see two for the cup. No, I, I completely agree with you. It's definitely... So, so okay, let me ask this final question. This yeah. will be open-ended. We're not going to answer it. Okay. It's for our listeners yeah. to answer. What is specialty coffee? Part three. <laughs> I know. How many times <laughs> have we talked about this? So, we covered it all. Wes went to SCAA. Yes. He had a great time. Was awesome. He was there as an ambassador. Yeah. Then we tackled the queue the grade, and we talked about the cup and how they have to be married in order to be specialty coffee. And that's that, right. And that's you can't that. have one without the other. It's kind of like uh, peanut butter and jelly. Absolutely. Well, let's just keep these conversations rolling. We are The Coffee Podcast, where our focus is people and our language is coffee. Happy brewing.